Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. The University of Wisconsin is known for producing elite college offensive linemen, many of which have gone on to have great careers in the NFL. The next potential in line appears to be Caden Lyles, who is an interior offensive lineman for the Badgers. Ryan Roberts spoke with Lyles for this week's Spotlight interview here on the NFL Draft Prospects podcast. Before we get to that, though, folks, I need to tell you about Bet Online. We've got the finals going on right now for the NBA. Baseball is as hot as ever, and it's the perfect time to put your money down and go bet on any sport that you enjoy watching. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, Bet Online has all of the latest odds, news, and information for all of your online sports betting needs. Visit their website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome to this Believe in NFL Draft Prospect podcast interview edition. It's a Thursday, so you know that we're bringing you an inside look into some of the best football players in the entire country. Joining me is the next in line of outstanding offensive linemen from the University of Wisconsin, from the Joe Thomases of the world to the Tyler Biotishes to the Travis Fredericks to any and everybody that's come out of Wisconsin, Gabe Karimi going back a little bit. There's been so many great offensive linemen that come out of Wisconsin. I'm a big fan of Mr. Caden Lyles, who I now have joining me now. He started little, uh, started at guard a little bit in 2019, and then he was the full-time center this past season, obviously with the COVID-written year. That I really want to dive into that, but Caden Appreciate you, man, taking a little bit of time here today. Been super impressed on film, and I, I just thank you so much for taking a few minutes. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. So, Kane, I've actually been fortunate, man. I, I've talked to Logan Brusson in the past. I've talked to Josh Seltzer. So I know that you guys have a lot of talent, as you usually do. And I know that this probably was an easy decision for you to ultimately end up in Wisconsin because, you know, you had a brother that played there for a couple of years. Your dad went to Wisconsin. It's I'm sure wasn't the – hardest decision for you to make, but just talk to me a little bit of coming out of Middleton and then why ultimately Wisconsin for you was the best spot to play collegiately and, and continue your academic career as well. Um, so actually I was getting recruited out in Arizona and, um, you know, going through the process, my dad has always been, you know, create your own path. And so at first, initially I wasn't really looking at Wisconsin because uh, before moving out to Arizona, we lived in Wisconsin. So growing up, I went to a couple games and uh, just been around the university. But, you know, my dad convinced me to go take a visit up and uh, meet Coach Chris and Coach Rudolph. And 
you know, being out in Arizona for a few years and then coming back home, it felt amazing. So once I was on campus and I realized the opportunity that I had, I couldn't pass it up knowing that Wisconsin is O-line U and then also the uh, academics there. Um, I'm studying industrial engineering and Wisconsin has one of the best engineering uh, schools in the country. So to be honest, it was a, it was an easy decision, but it was definitely one that I couldn't pass up. I wanted to ask about the engineering background, man, because like I played collegiately and I understand like, so I was an education guy. So I understand that it's very difficult kind of, you know, juggling everything, but engineering is an intense thing to say the least, man. One of my best friends growing up, like he was a, he was a chemical engineering major and like, I felt like he never slept. How difficult has it been for you to kind of just juggle those two things, being a full-time athlete with being an engineering major? It's got to be a little bit of a grind. Um, It's a grind for sure, but I love it. Uh, My grandpa, he was an engineer and growing up, I got to see a few of his patents. He was a mechanical engineer, so he had a couple patents for some engines and stuff. And so I always just loved math and the way that things connected and worked. And so going into college, I was undecided, but for some reason, I just wanted to choose a challenging major. And so it was between business or engineering. And I knew that both of them would open doors no matter what would happen with my career. So um, I ended up choosing industrial engineering and, you know, the schedule is hard, you know, waking up at 5 a.m., not going back to the dorms or apartments until like 10 p.m. balancing schoolwork, meetings, practice, all that stuff. But I just fell in love with it. I love being uh, having like a full pack schedule, being able to wake up and knowing that, you know, not everybody in this world has this opportunity. And for me to be able to maximize it is uh, one of the best things I could do. So, you know, it's a, it's a tough major, but I absolutely love it. And I, Caden, I love how you say, you know, how things fit together. It's it's a really corny metaphor, but like offensive line, right? Like how they fit together. I mean, that's a perfect metaphor, I think. And I, I know yeah. that you were actually a guy that had the ability to play defensive or offensive. You started your Wisconsin career, of course, on the defensive side of the football. So take me through that initial decision by the coaching staff, like let's put them on defense and then the eventual transition from defensive line to the offensive line. Okay, so – it was actually the summer after my redshirt year. I came in as an offensive lineman. I anticipated playing offense. Um, you know, I learned the playbook, everything for offense. Went through that first spring ball because I graduated early from high school as an offensive lineman. And um, so going into that summer, you know, there was a couple injuries that led to the depth being shortened for the defensive line. And so the coaches brought me in and they asked, uh, you know, would I, would I want to play defensive line for just a year? And um, they kind of told me that it was just going to be for one year and that uh, it was just to be able to help out the team and everything. And, you know, for what it was, I wanted to do that. So as long as I was able to help out the team, then I was happy. And, uh, you know, at first, you know, it was kind of a struggle being on defensive line. Um, you know, it's not something that I anticipated going into college doing, knowing and seeing all the other uh, 
athletes that are defense alignment, you know, the way that they move, the ability that they have, it was much different than what I was doing. But, um, you know, it opened my mind up a lot, especially being at center, um, to understand defenses, understand where like certain players need to be for gaps, what, how they fit their hands when they come off the ball, what they're using their leverage as, where they're looking for their eyes and their pre-snap cues, knowing where the linebackers are looking, where their feet are in their stance to anticipate games and everything, knowing where like the safety rotations are and, uh, you know, looking over and seeing a corner and seeing where his eyes are and his feet are planted. Being able to play at defensive line, I got to play the games that uh, we tried to mess up for offenses and basically understand why we were doing that. Sure. And so moving back to offense helped me a lot to understand everything. It helped me pick up those little cues. You know, how is his foot turned a little bit? How is uh, the corner playing? Is his eyes looking in at the ball or is he locked in at the receiver? How is the safety creeping down? And then just knowing like players by watching their film and everything. So it was definitely a tough transition at first. Mm-hmm. moving from offense to defense, especially not anticipating it. Yeah. But in the long run, I definitely feel like it helped me. Yeah. And then obviously uh, we're talking seven starts on the defensive side of the ball. And then you get your feet wet, obviously the next year in 2019, four starts at right guard, played a bunch there and then made that transition to center. Question for you is, I know, you know, the ability to be flexible inside interior, you know, make, bat, play all three interior spots is obviously a, a big thing that a lot of coaches harp on. Was the long-term outlook for you always he's going to be in the center eventually whenever Tyler is done? Or was there something like maybe he's the guard long-term, we'll kind of see how he fits? Or was there always kind of that long-term outlook for you? Um, honestly, I don't want to say like my coaches were like limiting me on my ability on trying to put me at one position. But I definitely agree with you saying that being able to play into your position. I mean, mm-hmm. playing left guard, right guard, and center brings a lot of ability to a player. Sure. But um, I think they did uh, think that at the for the long run, my career would be at center. Um, so, you know, Coach Rudy harped on me to learn the playbook and learn everything, be able to communicate and be able to hold that position down. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say that it was for um, center long run. Gotcha. And I, I mentioned obviously in the intro and you mentioned offensive line, you obviously the, the historic aspects of the position for university of Wisconsin is, is highly publicized and a couple more talented players that are going to be coming out next year, potentially in Logan Bruss and Josh Sheltzner and, and yourself. So kind of talking about that unit, how much does it mean to you to know that you guys are continuing the proud tradition to, to the, again, the Joe Thomases, the Ryan Ramchecks, the Travis Fredericks, the long line of fantastic offensive linemen that have come out of the school? Um, I think it's important. Uh, you know, they've paved the road for us. You know, we, in our meeting room, we have a wall showing all the All-Americans that we've had in the past years. And our room alone probably has more than everybody else combined in other positions. Sure. So all those guys in the past paved that path for us and they set it up to where, you know, they could call it O-line you. 
and for us to continue that tradition is very important to us. Um, you know, every single day we go out there and we, it, I don't know, our uh, coach always says it's a team within a team being on offensive line. So uh, every day we just go out there and try to work our butts off to try to keep that tradition going and make sure that Wisconsin stays O-line you. Absolutely. And, and I know, Kate, I, I want to get in just real quick. And so I know you've had to deal with some injuries over the last couple of years. So can you just talk to me a little bit about, so I think it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a hip in 2019. And then obviously you had the, the knee injury this year to just take me through just the impact of those injuries and maybe the, the, the positive side of the, the, um, the door, the, the, um, the outlook that you are a durable player who can get through those things and to, to kind of uh, not alleviate to, to better navigate the negative things that maybe come your way. Um, yeah. So, uh, for my hip surgeries, those, um, I would say that I benefited from those. Um, you know, obviously going through an injury or a surgery for any athlete, it's probably one of the worst things that we could do because, you know, we're missing time on the field. We're missing workouts. We're not necessarily like feeling like we're a part of the team because we got to be held off a little bit. So that aspect of it absolutely sucks. But for me, getting those hip surgeries, I think it will help me in the long run. It was something that I absolutely needed. But, um, you know, battling through that, you know, put that perspective of, you know, I could get through anything. Um, it was a tough recovery, but, you know, we have a great staff that could get us through that kind of stuff. Um, last year, you know, I went through my MCL. I tore that during the Indiana game. Um, but it was kind of weird. Uh, in high school, I had the same exact injury that happened. And back then, it was eight weeks recovery, but this one, same exact injury, and it was only three weeks oh, wow. So, um, for it to completely heal. But, you know, with all those injuries and stuff, all the uh, adversity that I had to go through, it sucks, but I truly believe that it builds character to get through stuff. But um, as of right now, you know, I'm fully healthy and uh, – and I'm just trying to ride with that. I'm just trying to feel great. Everything that I do, rehab, prehab, everything to make sure that I could limit and restrict any of those things from happening again. And then I know obviously something else was thrown at you and the whole team and the whole country with the pandemic, obviously. And I know that, you know, Wisconsin was obviously heavily affected during the season. One, what was it like trying to navigate just the pandemic issues, obviously a national pandemic? And and second part is, how is it now to know that we're back to somewhat normalcy, back to a regular schedule as much as we are, and to, and to know that you that the future outlook looks a lot brighter than it once was? Yeah. Um, it was definitely a unique situation for sure. None of the staff has gone through it. None of the players have ever gone through it. So when we were going through it, you know, our mindset was we're going through it together. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not the only team that's going through it. You know, we all have to have these restrictions on practices and games and, you know, some schools more than other with how many fans they could let in. But at the end of the day, I truly felt like it taught us that, you know, everything that we're doing, we're doing it for each other. You're doing it for the man next to you. Um, so we kind of just took that once we got through 
you know, all the, oh my God, like, I can't believe this is happening. Like all those statements, you know, we kind of just bucked up and just said, you know what, like, this is what we got to go through and we're just going to get through it and we're going to get through it together. So it was definitely a unique situation being on the field, running through the tunnel and not seeing anybody in the stands. Um, You know, a lot of the fans bring a lot of energy for the games and it's really important to us but um at the end of the day it really taught us you know no matter who's watching uh you got to play your game Mm -hmm. um and for you know next year i know some stuff has come out where uh they've been planning on having everything back to quote normal um have uh full capacity i know they're planning for that kind of stuff um so I think it's absolutely great coming from last season. I think, you know, everybody is going to come out with just like fire in their belly that, you know, we actually get to have something that's a little normal for once. So um, I think we're all excited for that. Absolutely. And I know, obviously, you've been a guy that was around Tyler, who is now part of the Dallas Cowboys, who's an outstanding center. Are there other players past, present that maybe you watch a bunch that you try to take from their game as well, like emulate to a degree? Um, I would say Travis Frederick. I try to emulate a lot of um, just his body type. You know, he's not the tallest guy, but, you know, he works his butt off in a weight room to get that edge. He wasn't necessarily the fastest. I mean, uh, I think his like pro day numbers or his uh, – um, yeah, his pro day numbers weren't like the best, but I mean, that just shows that everything is on a field. Everything that you do that really matters is what you do on film. So I really try to emulate him and what he does, you know, just that tenacity that he has coming off the line, his smarts being how smart he is, the ability to make the calls and um, change stuff if need be. Uh, so he's definitely one player that's from the past that I try to emulate a lot. Now, and he's obviously a great one was <clears throat> pro bowl, all pro for the, uh, for the Dallas Cowboys also there for a while. So Travis Frederick's an excellent football player and kind of taking the next step, Kane, obviously, you know, staying healthy, doing all that good stuff, the, the durability aspects, but for you to take the next step to being not just one of the best interior offensive linemen in the big 10, but be maybe being arguably the best center in all of college football, What's it going to take for you? What's the next step? Um, just to be the best player I can be, honestly. Um, you know, I try not to compare myself to anybody because I feel like if I can be the best player, then there should be no comparison. Sure. So everything that I do, you know, from the weight room, I try to get stronger, especially lower body. I need to improve a lot on Um you know, just IQ of the game, being able to see everything uh, always needs to be improved no matter where you are, no matter how smart you are. There's always going to be stuff that defenses are going to throw at you that you need to be able to pick up. Um, so for me to be that best center uh, this next season, you know, I just need to improve my game overall. I need to just go out there and, you know, play to my best ability and just show that, you know, I could be that best center. And then the last question I have for you, obviously, I know you're from a football family, so I'm sure it's probably been a dream for a long time. But when you do ultimately make that jump and have the opportunity to play professional football, like I believe that you do, 
when did that become a dream? And what type of blessing would it be to ultimately be a professional football player someday? Um, you know, it would be absolutely amazing. Um, you know, growing up watching uh, my dad, you know, we would always go to the basement and find old game film from UW and watch it, me and my brother. Um, and, you know, always growing up in Wisconsin and seeing uh, games and growing up around uh, my parents' friends who are diehard Badger fans and just football fans in general, you know, me and my brother just fell in love with the game early on. So, you know, my whole life, starting from third grade, like all I've known was uh, football. Um, you know, I've been on that schedule where going from school to practice since third grade until now. Yeah. So for that to just be an extension where I could make that my job will be absolutely amazing. It's the best job in the world to be able to do something that you dream of and that you're just having fun with and you're getting paid for. So, you know, it will be an absolute dream come true for me to be able to be in that position. Um, and, you know, I, I believe my parents will be absolutely proud of me. Uh, if that day comes, if I get drafted, you know, I couldn't imagine what their emotions will be like, you know, for me to see all the hard work, all the sacrifices that they put in to be able to get me to that position. So, you know, I, I'm doing this for myself because it's been a dream of mine for as long as I can remember, but for my supporters as well, my parents, my brother, you know, it will be a dream for all of us if I could get to that level. And again, for NFL Draft fans out there, you need to keep Caden Lyles on your radar going into the 2022 NFL Draft prospect process. Outstanding Wisconsin offensive lineman. Caden, appreciate you again, man, taking a little bit of time. This was a fantastic interview. I really enjoyed just hearing your perspective on school, football, and, and the whole nine yards, man. This was a lot of fun. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.